All right, so a while back on the Fierce Parenting uh, Instagram feed, we posted this image, and on the image there was a caption that said this. It said, you be the parent and let God be God. And Selena, as we were talking about this, you just it was a light bulb moment for me because you, you said one of the primary ways that we let God be God is by wielding the authority we have as parents uh, carefully mindfully and stewarding um, the the time that we have with our kids, the calling that God has put on us to parent them actively. And so that's the, the subject of this this podcast episode is that you be the parent. Mm. Okay, And it's not from a place of pride. It's not from a place of their whole destiny relies on me being the right type of parent. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's about encouraging you listeners, encouraging our own hearts uh, to embrace and really fill in the role that God has called us to fill in and to, to play as the parent, as the parental authority in the lives of our children. And so there's a lot of, uh, I think, things coming in from the outside that would try to usurp that authority. And there's also a lot of temptation to kind of outsource that authority. Mm. And so that's what we're talking about here today. Uh, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you on the other side. This is Fierce Parenting. Where we believe that kids are a blessing. Family is God's idea. And everything about parenting is discipleship. So leave the blame, shame, could-ofs, and should-ofs at the door and join us for gospel-centered conversations. Welcome to Fierce Parenting. my love well said well thank you i just love how you say things you say them really well (laughs) Well, that's about the finest compliment i could get from you this thank you very much um but yeah it's this is a a huge problem right because there's as we were talking about this uh our children are constantly asking big questions and they will find big answers uh to the big questions they're asking the question is where are they going to go to find answers to life's questions and as they as they get information, right? So we have young kids, but it, this happens all the way up. I mean, really, it's continuing to happen in our own lives, and, and we're well beyond our childhood. Um, and so, but in the young years, a lot of those big principles are being set into place, and it's creating uh, their life and, and worldview. All right. And so today we're talking about understanding the very unique, important call that God has placed on us. It's overt in scripture Mm. to train up our children in the way that they should go and how we can understand the the responsibility and the glad uh, stewardship that it is within uh, the parenting child relationship within the the Christian household, but also knowing that there are some things that are trying to come in from the outside and to you and to, then they would seek to usurp that authority. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so this is a big conversation. That's why we're doing it this month. It's one of the first episodes of the Fierce Parenting Podcast. Mm-hmm. It's one of the, in my mind, in our view, it's one of the most basic things and one of the most monumental things we need to understand as Christian parents. And so, um, yeah, we're going to, we're going to have a good conversation today. Um, if you would like to help out the Fierce Parenting Podcast as this thing gets off the ground, um, you can do that by rating, reviewing, following, uh, this podcast and whatever app you use, whether it's Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or anything else, but a rating and a review go a really long way, especially now early on. So please do take 15 seconds. We're asking you specifically if you, if you do it ever, do it now, (laughs) take 15, 20 seconds to leave a rating and a review that helps a ton. And we'll keep this content coming. Also, as we're figuring this thing out, we're realizing this is going to be a completely new endeavor. So we started a different Patreon thing from our marriage side of our ministry. And so if you want to partner with us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash fierce parenting. And um, there are some some different tiers for you to be a part of there. But just rest assured that that community will grow as time goes on. So you might want to get in 
early on. Mm. Um, and, and as it's smaller, then we'll be able to have a little bit more time um, with the patrons that jump in there. So, Selena, I've been I've been talking so much. <laughs> and so I want to hear from you. Uh, I'm sure our listeners do as well. No, it's good. I think I just want to recap um, quickly. If you aren't familiar with Fierce Parenting, go check out the website kind of start poking around, look at what we stand for. You're probably already on board if you are going to the website. (laughs) But we really are, again, in the marriage space, you know that we like to hit that intersection between like hopeful and helpful. And again, Mm. we're trying to do this in the parenting um, stage as well, I guess. What do you mean by hopeful and helpful? So, right, I was getting to that. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's okay. Just wait, just be patient. Um we we believe that every question in parenting really can be addressed by considering um, the biblical roots of our three core mm-hmm. tenets, which is what I wanted to talk about because uh, the eternal hope that we have in Christ does offer us practical help in our daily life. And eternal hope we, in Christ, practical help mm, in our daily life. I know. So good. It's like a radio tagline. <laughs> It could be. We can make yeah. that the ending or something. Yeah, okay. But so our our core values that we spent kind of the last three episodes on uh, t- and talking about and discussing, the three tenets of these are first, that one, kids are a blessing. Um, two, that family is God's idea. And three, that all of parenting is discipleship. So all of our conversations, uh, even this one today about uh, authority that God's given us as parents is rooted in these three mm. tenets that... We, kids are a blessing that God has given us. God has ordered uh, authority, hmm. and he's ordered this idea of family, and all of parenting is discipleship. And so if we're discipling and training our children, and we are grabbing on to the authority of Scripture, and we're trying to live that out and work that out with our kids, what does that mean for our authority? Is Should we be asking questions about um, the, how, the amounts of time that our kids spend doing yeah. The things that they do. Uh, are there things that are trying to influence them and usurp our authority? Or are they coming in um, sort of in camouflage and maybe we aren't recognizing it? So we're hmm. just, we really just want to kind of ask some of these these questions. Like, what is our God-given authority as parents? Let's define that. And mm. have we allowed yeah. it to be infringed upon? And if so, how? What are some of these areas that we can kind of define and tease out? And then... Yeah. How can we begin to reestablish our authority if some of it has gotten away from us? And I think we're all, this is all in an effort to love God and raise and train our children in the ways Mm. of him, right? And so how can we begin to reestablish our authority in the home and in the lives of our children? Um, And then talking about stewardship, like this, because it brings up this idea of outsourcing versus enrichment. And what we mean by that is, um, I think sometimes as parents, we can have attitudes of, like, oh man, kind of just need a break. Let's outsource them to like, I don't know, a youth group or we we kind of usurp some authority there. We'll talk about that. I'll just stop there. Okay. Yeah. Well, there, there's <laughs> a lot there. There's yeah. a lot there, and I don't want to I don't want to not do it justice. But we're trying to define where's the line. Yeah. Uh, and we are trying to keep these episodes shorter, so we're gonna talk a little faster too. So where this conversation came from, um, I was perusing the internet as one does. Oh dear. And <laughs> I came the across. Wild West. Yeah, it's the Wild West, very much so. I came across an article. Um, it had to do with, and I don't know if this has changed. This came out in the the middle of August of, of this year. Um, and the, just a few, yeah, a few days ago. <laughs> yeah. The headline, yeah. The headline is this Scottish government guidance, uh, colon schools can assist gender changes from age four and not tell their parents. And of course the whole, um, article, I won't get into the details of it, 
But it, and, and it's honestly, it's horrifying. Um, the fact that a, a, a school uh, can make this decision um, for the child and then withhold and help the child kind of, in, in a lot of ways, lead them down this path and withhold information from their parents. And it says a lot about our secular Western um, society, our humanist society in Western culture, um, that says that the, the, the authority of the child is paramount and the authority of government is paramount. The authority of the, of the parent is disposable. It's not paramount. It's mm-hmm. secondary. It's tertiary. Or it's just, uh, in some worldviews, in some ideologies, the uh, the authority of a parent over a child is just is even seen as just another Western oppression oppression right. construct, or it's oppressive, and that that is so counter biblical. Right. I can't. And this right, this article. Okay, I mentioned a very inflammatory article. It's it's tragic. The whole uh, assisting gender changes from age four, from age four, and not tell parents uh, that. That is just so counter the biblical model and the right. biblical mandate and that it was it was compelling to me. I said, you know what? The first thing we need to do out of the gate is we need to remind and encourage parents that you are the parent. Right. Okay. And so thinking about thinking about authorities and the, the institutions that God has given us, we have the church, we have the family, and we have the state. Right. All three are God institutions, God given institutions that wield certain scopes of authority. If right. ever one of those uh, one of those institutions encroaches on the scope of another, then it's up to us as the people of God to draw those lines to understand that, yes, government is good. Some aspects of government, civil management, those are good things. They're God-given things. However, they are not the ones to parent my children. Mm. They're not the ones to make the hard decisions when it comes to parenting my kids, when it comes to teaching them to walk in the way. There's a specific right way. We'll get into this. Uh, also, the church. The church has certain authority over my children, just as the, the church has authority over me. I submit myself to the leaders of my church because they're under shepherds who are under the the leadership of Christ. Um, and in some ways, I shepherd others because I'm on, yes. on the elder team at our church. And so anyway, this is all about scope and authority. And I'm going off on, you know, I could just go on this forever. So, so we, are, yeah. we are talking about authority because we want to first acknowledge, I think, and recognize that God is the authority, right? And if I can imagine, I can imagine parents getting on board with that article who have no moral compass or think they know what's good and what's bad, but right, they have no authority that they are submitting to, right? There's no moral compass. There's, they're just like, yeah, this seems good. Like we should treat children this way and all of that, right? Because they have no acknowledgement of a greater authority. And so for us as believers... Well, it's the elevation of the individual, Right, because okay, yeah. okay, we're getting there. Yeah, and they think that a child right. is is at right. that moment and has individual authority and can Hold make on. those hard decisions. Hold on, sorry. Our first step in this conversation is acknowledging that God is the authority. He is the Alpha and the, and the Omega. We recognize that His authority over us is a good thing. Uh, in That's light key. of His authority over us, He has given us the gift and privilege of being image bearers of Him, and to and and. I mean, in Genesis, right? Go fill the earth, subdue it, like have dominion, rule over it. He has given us this authority. And one of the ways we model and live this out is through our parenting, how we exercise God's godly authority over our children. Hmm. But this authority is not without like checks and balances, right? We are in stewardship. This model of authority and submission um, we see within Christ and the church. We see between husband and wife. Um, so that brings us to 
our second point here. So first we acknowledge that God is the authority. Mm-hmm. Second, there is an order to God's authority. It's not arbitrary. So like we said, and this is where you're getting into that. Yeah. That God has appointed lesser authorities in this world. Parents have authority over their children. We see this in Ephesians. Um, husbands have authority over their wives, which we just did a series on that. If you want to jump over to the Fierce Marriage podcast. Yeah, check out uh, Heads and Helpers. Yes. Parts one and two on the and, Fierce Marriage podcast. And then yeah. in Romans, it talks about kings have authority over their subjects, and the apostles had authority over the church in Acts and Philemon. Uh, so as believers, we are given, and image bearers, we are given some authority from God over certain areas. And as we grow in the things of God through mm. reading his word, through discipleship with other believers, we begin to understand that God's order always has a purpose in it and that it is not arbitrary and he is the authority. Therefore, he has instituted the purpose and the mm. order of it. So there's one big thing that I just want to address pro- real, okay, fa- real well, fast. Okay. Bear with me. Authority, okay, that, that's not something that usually sits well with Western individual individualism. Mm-hmm. The, the idea of Western individualism is that I am my own sovereign. Mm-hmm. I am the, the crafter and the, 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 um, the realizer, right. right? The person who can create my identity, my destiny, mm-hmm. right? And there's some aspects of that that I think are, that can be biblical and that we do have individual kind of culpability, responsibility. We are the ones that are making decisions that we... God's given us some agency yeah, in certain areas. He's given us agency. However, that can be um, distorted and, and, and it can be... Um, Instead of just recognizing that we have responsibility, it becomes a form of autonomy. And if we go so far down the line of autonomy, this is what happens. Mm -hmm. That you think individuals are completely autonomous, that they aren't part of anything greater than themselves... Right, and there's the, that. That's re, that. Then turns into rebellion. Right, the order and rebellion of a, against God is sin. The order of authority becomes broken and obsolete, and so again, the order of authority has a function. And so, when it's broken, when when the other is when mm. the individual is elevated above the collective um, hmm. in certain areas, then it all goes haywire, and we are not. We are not following God's instruction. Therefore, we are not on a path to life. I mean, that's that's we are taking steps down this pathway to sin and death and despair. And so, those are very general terms. But that's the big overarching thing that we have to kind of take for granted. If okay, so you're listening to this. This is the Fierce Parenting Podcast. You, it's fierce today. <laughs> it's also, fierce. That's why we call it fierce. It's yeah, but it's not meh parenting. <laughs> Or mediocre parent, fierce parenting. Okay, we really want to go after the things of God. We're not just going after any. We're not going after anything else. We want to obey God and how we steward the lives of our children as parents. We want to be parents who are obedient to God. Okay, so that's that's what we're chasing after. So then that 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 then creates a scope for us, and it creates it confines us to doing things according to God's command. Right. Right. And the life, I mean, the life of a believer is yes, repent and believe, but what are we supposed to do? What is the constant theme in the Bible to, to us is to stay awake, to be alert. Mm. Like the thief comes in the night, right? To kill, to steal, to destroy. What is the Proverbs like a little folding of the hands and like you're, you're dead basically. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just, if we're not about poverty comes on you. Yes. (laughs) You're dead. (laughs) poverty. It's um, Selena's translation. I'm sorry, it's Selena's not translation. great. But what I'm saying <laughs> is that there is this call to be awake, to be alert, to understand your surroundings, to not 
uh, relinquish Hmm. and just have somebody else, you know, be on guard for you. Like God has called us as parents to, to put on the armor of God of him and to wield these, you know, the shield and the sword. And so let's take a look at scripture and get into what it says and how, we where can we hang our hats on this idea that God has given us authority over our children, and what is the purpose yeah. of that authority? So the the most to me the most um, obvious reading of scripture for this is the quintessential parenting verse in Proverbs Proverbs twenty two six. Train up a child in the way he sh- a child <laughs> train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not depart from it. Um, people will read that and say, well, it's a, it's a guarantee that if I train up my, my kids in church and I read the Bible to them, then it's a guarantee that they will not depart from it. That's not the purpose of Proverbs. Okay. Mm -hmm. Proverbs is it's, it's wisdom literature. That's the genre and it's axiomatic literature. What it means is generally speaking, this is the order of things. This is how things work. Generally speaking, it's not a guarantee, but it's a proverbial truth. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I don't want to read it like that, but I do want to focus in on the first half train up a child. So training, training up as they grow, there's a specific regiment of things that I am to teach and impart into my child. Mm. Knowledge wise, wisdom wise, uh, God's order, you know, things that the things of God Mm -hmm. training up, I'm going about the work of doing, that's the internal responsibility that we have in parenting, Mm -hmm. right? So if you imagine that the, the authority of the household, the authority that you hold as parents, again, we've established authority is good. It's part of God's order. It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And it's, it's to be wielded with, uh, sobriety with uh, with sober judgment, okay. And so we ha- imagine that that's a circle, okay. Within that circle, we have the family. We have the the mother, the father, and the mother. They are the uh, the responsible parties within that. They are the ones who are called to within that circle of authority train up a child. Mm-hmm. And that's where you get into. Uh, sometimes the temptation is to outsource where we think, oh, you know, our, our child needs to grow uh, closer to God. So let's just find a good youth group because our child needs to be in a good youth group. I will say this. There's a place for good youth groups. Yeah. We're, there's a we're place products for of some of that. But you as parents, you are the primary frontline disciplers of your children. Mm. You are the ones that are responsible primarily for the discipleship of your child. That's usually worked out in the first uh dozen years of your child's life. And then at some point they are starting to look outward for more discipleship. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, yeah, you need to start uh, now, instead of just outsourcing, you're now enriching their discipleship opportunities with people that are outside the home, Mm -hmm. uh, other friends that are, that are good influences by God's grace, other, you know, youth leaders, even coaches, people that can disciple them in different ways that, that, that you maybe can't, Mm -hmm. but that's the first part of this first half of the verse, train up a child uh, that's that's the scope of parenting. Mm-hmm. Okay, now what? In the way he should go. That implies that there is there is right and wrong. <laughs> there is a way. Yeah. There is the way you should go. There and is, there is the way you should not go right. as a child. Right. And that way that you should go is the Lord's way. Right. And so then that again, imagine that circle. Inside the circle, there's the training up. There's the responsibilities. The glad stewardship of your child's heart. That circle encompasses the, the way and. Everything outside of the way, then it's your responsibility now to protect. So if the government comes to us and we're not conspiracy people, we're not, we don't think the government's just always out to get us. Like that's not who we are. However, we live in Washington state. 
been a lot of infringement, it feels like. <laughs> in Washington State is, is, in fact, as of today, that it's come, it came down with some of the heaviest kind of um, mandates. mandates around vaccines and, uh, and masking and all that kind of stuff that is very much so against the individual rights because the government knows better. Um, in this case, that's what they think. And so, yeah, there's, there is a sense. But if, in our schools, they're increasingly liberal. And so we're always worried that they're going to take away our ability to um, to home to educate. Home educate yeah. Because we that's one of the ways that we live this out is that we believe that training up our children in the way they should go, it, it involves, this is the best way for us to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, but if ever the government came to us and said, you can't home educate because you don't know what's best for your own child, that is to be, I'm going to defend my family from that. You are not allowed to tell me how to raise my children for me. Right. You are not allowed to instruct them. And Selena, you had mentioned um, in our in our talks before this this myth of neutrality, right? Yeah. That we think that uh, the government is just neutral; they're ideologically neutral, and that is absolutely, you guys. That is even if you live in kind of a Bible Belt state. We're in Washington State, very liberal, all that kind of stuff, very anti kind of Christian worldview. I don't I don't want to get into politics, but it's not friendly to the Christian worldview up in the Wild West out here on the West Coast. <laughs> um, down in the South, you might have you know maybe teachers and administrators that do by and large, they, they would call themselves Christians. Mm-hmm. And it's easier to kind of believe the lie and the myth of neutrality. The reality is that the when it comes to public institutions, there there is no neutrality, right? If they're not teaching an overt uh, Christian worldview, I think the case can be made that they are teaching a different worldview. And they are. And usually that worldview is another religion called secular humanism, which, by the way, no matter who tells you, that is not a religion. It is a religion. There are tenets. There are commandments. There are things, ways that you are saved. It happens to be that you are saved through your own intellect, through uh, trusting in the individual, trusting in science and self-actualizing mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And, and and it just so happens that your God is not the God of the Bible, but your God is uh, your own mind. Your mm-hmm. God is yourself and the God, your, your God is... This is so, nothing new. This so is nothing new. It's there's just no neutrality. become more prevalent. Yeah. And so... Right now. That is where, that's where we're trying to say, you be the parent, okay? And this is an encouragement. We're not talking about any specific instance, but we're saying, remember this, that you are the one, mm-hmm. mother, father, you are the one who is called to train up your child in the way he or she should go. And there is a way, and there is a, there is a, there's a good way, and there is a wrong way, a right way and a wrong way. And so that's where you, you wield that responsibility, mm-hmm. and then anything that comes in from the outside that would undermine or undercut mm. or or Defy take away question, yeah. the ability for you to train them up in the way they should go, that is where your authority needs to trump whatever that external authority is trying to impose on you, right? right, right. And that's and that's why we're saying you be the parent and, right. and be encouraged and stand strong in that. Don't let your uh don't let your responsibility um or your uh the scope of your um I keep using the word authority, but don't let that be eroded passively actively don't don't stand by idly be on guard yeah head on a swivel uh train up your child in the way that she go so right, right. and then the next verse we want to look at is obviously <laughs> all one verse sorry <laughs> deuteronomy it's fine <laughs> it's fine oops you linked uh to the wrong one so deuteronomy six, six three. okay Let me pull oops. it up here yeah there's a lot in here this is uh this whole chapter is called the greatest commandment uh, typically, the verse that would you go to for parenting in Deuteronomy six. By the way, I think Deuteronomy is one of the best books in Scripture. It's the Deutero, De, uh, the second law is what Deuteronomus means. Mm. A second law. It's basically restating everything that happened in the other four books okay. leading up to it: Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers. Gotcha. 
And so it's kind of a really nice package of like the what happened and what God's law says. And in Deuteronomy 6, 4, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. Mm. Okay, so all that has to do with the, the heart of the parent. Mm-hmm. That I'm loving the Lord my God with my heart and my soul and my might. And those words are, are on my heart. In other words, they're not just in my back pocket. Mm. They're not off to the side. They're not, they're not footnotes in the life of Ryan. They're on my heart. Okay. And then the next verse is where we get into it. Why, why does it say this? Why does it say, put them on your heart? It doesn't say now go and do the godly things. Right. No, it says this. You shall now teach them diligently to your children and Mm -hmm. shall talk of them when you sit in your home and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. In other words, all the time, all the time, (laughs) everywhere, all the time. Everywhere, And you shall bind them as a sign Mm -hmm. on your hand and they shall be. As frontlet, frontlets between your eyes, you shall write them on the doorposts mm. of your heart, of your house, excuse me, and on your gates. In other words, everywhere, all the time. And then if you're ever going to forget, then have them written down so you never forget. Right. Like, right. So this is a holistic way of viewing, of viewing life. And it speaks very uh, uh, clearly to the role of a parent in the development and the teaching and the training of the souls of right. their children. It's very much uh, imagery here of putting it, at the front of your mind, the front of your eyes, the things that you see, everything that you absorb, everything that is coming into you. Um, when you leave your house, when you enter your house, like you are seeing, this is always the law of God, the greatest commandment. This is, this is what we are called to Mm. do. Loving him with all of our being and teaching them, teaching our children how to love uh, God in this way. And part of that, again, is recognizing the order that God has, um, the order and authority that God has given us as parents yeah. uh, with our children. So we're just about to, uh, to wrap up our conversation a little bit, but we wanted to kind of touch on this point of this idea of outsourcing versus enrichment. Yeah. And really, it's more of a, I think, a check in our, our conversation, like in our head. So when I'm, if I, you know, say I'm a parent of a teenager and... I'm just like, oh, we need to find a good youth group because he's going off the rails or we just need to, let's just find a good church with a good youth group so that the pastor can like get a hold of him or something, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not bad things to say, not bad things to seek out. Very good. Yes, God God has <laughs> or given pastors yeah. and shepherds over us, right? But I think the thing that we're lacking and what you're going to kind of uh, discuss is that in that conversation we're kind of usurping our roles as their primary spiritual um, teachers hmm. and leaders. Um, if we're not careful, we can very much slip into, oh, yeah. just let the pastor like, t- just let the pastor take care of it. They're so much better at this, and let's just make sure they get there. Like, yeah. and you know, don't ask them about it. Like, let's just you know, and and. So, so this is one of those things that's very, it's very, uh, very much entwined with your heart's motivations, mm-hmm. right? Because the action itself is benign, like right. saying, let's find a good youth pastor. That's like, that's a good thing Yeah. in general. That's a good thing. Somebody to speak into the life of your child. You may be doing that because you're at your wit's end. You don't know what to do. Yeah. And you're like, I, I've tried. Okay. And that might be the case. Or you might be doing it because you just don't see yourself as a spiritual authority in your child's life. They need a pastor. And that's where we would say one is enrichment and the other is outsourcing. Mm-hmm. And so we're here to remind you, like you be the parent and the role of the parent is not just to put food on the table and make sure that there's 
uh, they get to school safely and they've got the right shoes for all the right activities, I mean, sports, whatnot. That's not the role of a parent. You're not just a, you're not just a tour guide. Okay. Right. As a parent, you're called to train them up in the way they should go. And, mm. and, and, and so if you're, if you're, and this is just an honest conversation. Okay. We, we worked, we did youth work for years, mm-hmm. young life, youth groups. I led worship for many years, led a lot of small groups, did all the camps, camps. and conferences. And, and it was so, it was so clear to me the the kids that would come through there, that their parents were, when it came to their spiritual life, their parent and in other ways too, unfortunately, but when it came to their spiritual life, these, these young teenagers, their parents were just phoning it in. They were just mm-hmm. saying, like, you need God, so you go to church. Right. You want to go to a conference? Sure. Go for it. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah. And so the litmus test is is really, it's, it's going to be a heart question of, mm-hmm. am I doing this because I I refuse to pick up the mantle that God has given me, the, the responsibility that God's given me? Or am I doing this because it's part of the responsibility God's yeah. given me? So good. So that's the big litmus test. And we use the youth group example, but you could even do the same thing uh, with sports when you say, oh, our, our son... You know, even at a young age, our son or our daughter, they need healthy influence in their life. And that I like that coach. So I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, and you know what? That's, that's good. Okay. That right. they could use a healthy influence, but it comes down to, are they, are they, are you being a healthy influence <laughs> in the life? Sure, of, are you sure. being the parent? Are we, in mod- that are we modeling Christ and his mm-hmm. forgiveness and his grace? And, um, are we truly living out yeah. The fact that we believe that he is the way, the truth, and the life. Are we trusting God? Are we being the parent that God is asking us to be? Which yeah. leaves so much room for him so to much. be God. When we walk the path that he's given us, it leaves so much room for him to be God. And it's a huge trust. Everything is a trust factor, right, with God. But other, kids have a different dynamic yeah. for me. Uh, the other piece that I think is really helpful here and that we want to encourage you, again, none of what we're saying, and if we come across too strong, I apologize. We're not trying to... There's so much shame in the area of parenting. We're not right. trying to do that, but we are trying to get you just thinking in these terms. Yeah, and to be encouraged and and to be challenged and to embrace that and know that yeah. we can all grow in these areas. We're talking to ourselves, I think, more. Than and even than if anybody. you feel like you're falling short, like this is in the, this is the call to then step up and, and ask God to help and um, pick up a book to help you grow in areas that you feel like you need to grow. Here's one final thing that I want to just address in this idea of you being the parent. In other words, and don't let your child be the parent. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? They they don't know what's best for them in general. Okay. Yes, they're gonna know that like not jumping off a cliff is better than I don't think this applies to ages, right? And stages. Um But and and so our, our good friends Nathan and Aunt Nathan Nathan does uh ministry around the area of tech. And a lot of times if you have a young boy who is addicted to technology um, they will fight you tooth and nail to to get that thing that they they're addicted to. Whether it's the game, whether it's the online communities, whether it's the you, watching YouTube, you know, certain YouTube personalities, whatever that thing is, like they will fight you so hard. And so many parents will say, "Well, it's like they're afraid that they're gonna their kid is gonna go um, do something dr- drastic if they take this away." And Nathan has said, "Like, no, they won't. They really, they really won't. They will." And again. It, there's varying examples of this, so you want to make sure and use discernment and wisdom and do get like pastoral care around this if it's really a huge struggle. We don't want anything drastic to happen. But a lot of times parents will, because their kids are just so argumentative or so um, persistent, they'll say, okay, well, you make you make the call. You make the decision. Mm-hmm. You're, it's your time. It's your, you know, it's what yeah. you want to do. And so like as parents, we have to be engaged enough to say like, this is this is not healthy for you. Yeah. And so a lot of parents don't feel like they can say that to their kids. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm learning even with my almost two year old. She'll just she she screams in general because she just needs to be heard over the other two. But if she doesn't get what she wants, of course, she's like the terrorist toddler right now. But if she doesn't get what she wants, she'll scream and get mad and all that. And that is her learning and processing that like mom's authority is to be trusted. Mom's authority is supposed to be respected. I don't need to acquiesce to you. You need to rise to me. Yeah. Because God has given me the authority over you, and I love you so much that I'm not going to give you candy at seven in the morning. You know, like it's just <laughs> we laugh, but like that's what, she wants. that's what you know. She comes out and wants some gummy bears or somebody something somebody gave her something, and yeah, now and she thinks it's the, it's the precedence, right? And so we need to be stronger, and we need to ask God to God be my strength, help me to mm. not always be at the end of myself with my kids, but to be. Yeah, um, your wits end, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. To just, I don't know, just be empowered, like to be the parent and yeah. to be fierce and strong about it and know that that's a good thing. I, I don't have to throw it around in their face and be like, I'm the authority here. Like, you just got to listen and do what I say because I said it. No, that's that's even worse, I think. <laughs> we need to yeah. paint the bigger picture and train them in the things of God and training them. It means that we are teaching them the things of God. Why does God say no? Why does yeah. God say yes? When does he say yes? Like what? Why is it important for us to know Him and know Him in these ways? And that to me is such a sweet reminder of the whole core of this issue: is that how we wield our authority lovingly, or we, mm-hmm. or, or, or we resign ourselves, we, we give it away, mm-hmm. right? Whatever, however we handle this in the lives of our children is going to be a shadow of of how they begin to. Remember, we talked about how they're building their life and worldview mm-hmm. at at every at every moment. They're building out their life and worldview. Mm-hmm. So in this area, they are learning in, in some ways the goodness and the trustworthiness and the consistency and, and in a lot of ways the steadfastness and the unmovableness of the authority of God and the good and, and the, the law of God. Mm-hmm. Because if, if we are always giving in just because they argue, like, you guys, God's not going to give in. God, God is mm-hmm. merciful, but his law is fixed. Like, yeah. like righteousness only comes through Christ and they are there falling short. So... And and we have to point them to, to uh, we have to point them to an authority that is true and fast, like it holds fast to the things of God, because mm-hmm. that will begin to form how they see the things of God, and eventually yeah. how they submit their their lives to the the headship of Christ, yes. and to the kingship of Christ, the lordship of All Christ. All of our prayers, yes. So be encouraged that even when it feels hard, that you can be the parent, that yes. you can do the hard thing, even when. Um, society is saying otherwise when the kids are saying otherwise when the pressure is all around like you have been given this authority and it's not it's not to be taken lightly it's also uh, not not to be um, it, it, it's to be used to, to advance against darkness internally externally all that stuff so anyway let's pray this out and then we'll call it an episode Lord I thank you for um, your word that is um, so instructive for us as parents Lord I, I pray um, I pray for your grace over us as we work through um, exactly what this means as as us, as the Fredericks, as the listeners to this episode, that you would just encourage them, encourage and convict in ways that are sweet, that we know that you are the one calling us into a deeper knowledge and a deeper obedience in this area. I pray that um, that we would see the results of parents around the world, around the country who mm-hmm. are who fear you, who want to see their children know you and, mm-hmm. and, and love you, would would take up the mantle of their authority mm-hmm. as parents and and wield it wisely, mm-hmm. Lord, all for for their good, for the good of our children, and for your glory, in your name, Amen. Amen. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you again for joining the Fierce Parenting Podcast. As a reminder, please do take a few minutes to leave a rating and a review. That would mean a ton. Hopefully, this episode has been helpful, instructive. Again, just I, I just this is a new space for us, so we hope that we don't come across as if we have it all figured out because we really we don't we don't want to come across that way. Uh, we just want to point. We just want to look deeply and, and value greatly the things of God and help you do the same thing. So let's walk alongside each other. And on that note, we'll see you again in about seven days. So till then, stay fierce. Thank you for listening to the Fierce Parenting Podcast. For more resources, visit fierceparenting.com. And for daily encouragement, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you'd like to support this ministry, please leave a rating or a review in your podcast app or visit patreon.com slash fierceparenting to become a monthly partner. We hope this episode has blessed you immensely. Take care.